We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. Welcome back, y'all. It is Daily Destroyer, DFS show on the uh, Dynasty Warzone Network. I'm Tyler. This is Lou. We are here to break down the Week 2 main slate on DraftKings, mainly talking those cash games. Like we always do, let's start at the top at quarterback. I kicked this off last time with Hurts. That went really well. Why don't I turn it over to you first to talk about maybe a quarterback that you're most excited about, or maybe you can throw one here that you're fading. Yeah, I think... I'm going to likely end up with Lance at my uh, cash game quarterback this week. Just the rushing floor that's there. Uh, one of the big things this week that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about a few times is a lot of the big names are just off this slate. Uh, the game that's going on actually now as we're, we're speaking is taking off Mahomes and Herbert. You have, the Monday night, there's two games. Sunday night game has Rodgers in it. You know, so a lot of these big names are just off um, of the main slate. There's only 12 games on the main slate this week, which is less than it was last week with 13. So uh, it's a little tighter pool, but I think there's um, a lot to say about Lance. Last week, it was not very good weather out there. I don't think they're expecting to be great weather again. Uh, he might be in rain again, but that means he's probably going to be using his legs. So um, I like Lance. They might lean on him a little more to run, more designed runs with Eli Mitchell out. Now that he's injured, that's another you know 12 to 15 carries that they're going to disperse to other people. So Lance, 5,700, probably where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty nice spot especially because of the price and the, the matchup is quite soft i mean he ended up having what 13 rushing attempts last week like you absolutely you'll love to see that like regardless of how the the arm even goes. for a running back yeah no seriously <laughs> so i mean like that in itself is probably good i think it's it's pretty damn safe to go there if i'm not going lance's way which i i'm, I'm kind of torn right now i haven't made my decision i really like Derek carr this week he really popped in my projections in terms of what i could expect from the raiders offense you know things were looking pretty good we're looking at a 51 and a half point over under 28 and a half implied points from the raiders against the cardinals whose defense looked quite hapless against the Chiefs. so for me Derek carr's Squarely in play at 6,200. I, I we'll get to it, but I think there's a, a really nice cheap stack there. Not like entirely cheap, but like cheaper than it should be stack there with Derek Carr that I'm, I'm really looking at. But I think this game is really setting itself up well for Derek Carr to go nuts. And at, at 62, um, that is definitely a place that I'm looking. And if I wasn't looking mm -hmm. at Carr, it would probably be Trey Lance. Your thoughts on Carr? Yeah, I like Carr. Uh, generally, when from cash standpoint, I am the type of person that likes to have a little rushing floor to a quarterback. So I don't know. I think you can probably use the 500 to go to Lance instead of Carr. Um, I don't wouldn't fault someone from picking the quarterback from the team. With, uh, I believe it's they have the highest implied total because that's the highest game. It's the only game over 50 points this week. So 
a lot of people are going to look towards the Raiders Cardinals game. The other side of that game with Kyler, like I could see people going there for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. I think if I were to pay up, uh, I would just go all the way up to Lamar though. Yep. Like none of the guys in the 6k range really do it for me. And Lamar is uh, way better. I think, uh, as far as like playing someone in cash, I actually ended up going Lamar in cash last week, which it it got there. It got there. The end, it got there. But, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> he didn't run the, that much. The first half, like watching Hertz compared to Lamar, I was a little concerned. But yeah, I think um, for me, I probably will make some car teams. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about Daniel Jones? Uh, he's fifty one hundred. He is maybe just not good at football. Uh, we are potentially seeing that, but maybe it's the Giants. Like Saquon looks good. Uh, you could dump it off to him and pick up stats. But um, would you have any interest in him or anyone else in the lower five Ks? I think if I, if I had to look one way, I'm not sure I'd go there in cash. But Trevor Lawrence would interest me a bit um, at 5300. You know, he, he usually has a little bit of a rushing floor. Like, he hasn't, didn't have it last week, but we know he can move if need be. It's kind of a risky bet, obviously, but at the same time, like, I'm looking at the fact that, you know, they're, they're playing the Colts. They're going to be playing from behind. They've seemed to improve. I like what I've seen out of some of the pass catchers. I, I, I'll i get to it, but there's some of the wide receivers on the Jags that I kind of like at their price points this week. So I could see myself going Trevor Lawrence. It's just really tough I for like me. Lawrence. Like, yeah, I like Lawrence, yeah. but like, it's it's just really hard for me to sit here and like tout like Trevor Lawrence he, is a guy that I'm gonna like, go with. Not that much cheaper than some other guys. Yeah, who, Trey Lance in particular. You know, like not not even Lance, but you have guys like Tua. I kind I like a decent amount this week. He's pretty much the same price as Goff. Like these other guys that you've seen do well and you've seen what type of games they can have where Trevor Lawrence last year was, wasn't all that great as far as like ceiling at any point in time. Right. Um, What about Geno Smith? Like we saw a great game from Geno on Monday night. Like, do we think that could be something 51, 100, like maybe he's better than Daniel Jones. Um, there's a chance. I don't know, man. Like, I think it was just kind of like the atmosphere and the rust was coming back. I'm not too keen on him at 5,100, especially when we got Trey Lance sitting there at 57. Like, I, I can't really find myself getting there. We got a question here in the chat. Matty Ice or Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff is sitting at 5,400. I think Matty Ice, he's probably down. I'm, I'm trying to think. Is he on the, oh wait, am I, am I thinking right? Do, 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 I, I think I would go. He's 55. 55. Uh, yeah. I would go Goff at 54 over Matty Ice. I, yeah, I, I'm on Goff there. I could see Jonathan I, Taylor just running the ball all, the whole time. And, and like, Pittman's now didn't practice today either. That's something yeah. to monitor is, is Pittman seems to – I think it was a quad. He didn't practice yesterday. It was Wednesday. I didn't really think too hard about it. But usually when a player's out on Thursday, I start to get a little bit concerned. But I'd probably lean Goff. I think there's actually going to be a bit of a shootout between the the commanders and and Jared Goff in in, uh, in that game. So I, I'd probably lean uh, Jared Goff over Matty Ice. But on the other side of the ball, I do like Carson Wentz. I mean, fifty eight hundred I think is a little bit more than I'd like to see Carson Wentz at. But it's really hard for me to kind of get away from the fact of how good he looked last week. And like, yeah, you know, it was it was playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, they're not that good, but like he's still through for three thirteen and four tutties. But I'm not sure the Lions are much better than the Jags on defense. So like 
I think it's kind of a sneaky stat game is trying to get some commanders and some lions in there. And I think that game is one of the games that has like a decent chance to, you know, go over. I believe the over under at this point in time is 48 and a half. It's, it's, I don't know if I'd bet that, but I, I think like if I'm talking like just sitting here projecting like, oh, like is there a sneaky game that I think could go over and there's some cheap players in it? The commanders and, and lions um, is one that I would look at. I just think the lions are going to be in tons of shootouts all year because yep. they they can fire back. They have enough options on offense that they can keep up with some of these teams. Like they might not end up winning the games, but we saw it last week. Like this is a, this is a team that I think golf double stacks all year are going to be pretty sneaky. It might, I mean, it might not even be sneaky, but it's going to be somewhat similar to Davis mills, double stacks, on the Texans ended up just being the best plays you could make last year. A few, a few of the weeks, because these are teams that are likely going to be trailing and then going to be playing catch up and have the abilities to do that. So I, I think golf, like golf double stacks with Amon or St. Brown and Chark. either Hawkinson or Chark. Like, I mean, it, I'm probably going to try to make like one of those stacks every week. You can bring yep. him back. And Wentz showed last week that he's maybe he's not washed up. You know, yeah, like, he yeah, can no. find Terry McLaurin, and I think people that that Dotson, McLaurin man. this year are uh, feeling a little better after seeing that week one. Yep. You know, he was a little lower on draft boards. He, he was. was going behind some wide receiver twos even. So, um, yeah, I definitely would target that game. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's pick our, our pool here of quarterbacks. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. We've talked about a bunch, but in the end of the day, who are your three? Um, I'm going to say Lance Carr, and actually, uh, I think I'll go with Goff. Talked yourself into it. You absolutely love to see it. Shifting over to the running backs, um, I think there's a lot of crazy values here that just have not adjusted for some of the week one usage. You know, off the top, like Saquon Barkley at 7,300, I think is egregiously underpriced at this point in time. Like we saw what he did last week. Like it was pretty insane. Like this is Saquon of old. Um, you know, I, it's crazy for me to see CMC up at 8,900 and Saquon Barkley at 7,300 after the weeks they had in week one. I mean, we're talking about a 36-point DraftKings week from Saquon Barkley. And then you you factor in that they're playing the Carolina Panthers who have been bad against the run. They weren't good against the run last week. I mean, the, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns just absolutely gashed them on the ground. And the, the, the Giants really couldn't get a lot done until they really started leaning on Saquon last week. And you got to think that they saw that. Like, well, if we just start feeding Saquon, things can go our way. So, you know, a lot of three wide, three wide receiver sets from the Giants last week. Saquon Barkley was seeing like six, seven in the box. Like, wasn't stacked against them like, you know, you'd think it could be. So it's 7,300. I mean, God, Saquon Barkley is like probably like a mortal lock for me at this point. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd call him a mortal lock comparatively to how you, you worded it. But yeah, I mean, 7,300. And at this point in time, like he should probably be mid eights yep. or so. Like he's, he's currently underpriced uh, if what we saw – Last week, like he had what, 24 touches, 194 scrimmage yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, if old Sa- Saquon is back, then anytime he's he's cheaper than CMC, like you're getting a decent chunk of discount off of CMC, um, then he's probably a guy that you want to play. Uh, he's, what, 1,600 less than CMC, but they're going to project very similarly, have 
somewhat similar ceiling. And just from people watching last week, they might think CMC doesn't have the same ceiling he used to. So, um, yeah, Sicko on Barkley is one of the best plays you can have at running back. But at the same time, it's going to be interesting in tournaments whether he's going to be a big decision point. Uh, you almost want to go all in on him or fade him, but it's going to be a scary fade to do. Yep. And you know what's interesting is the guy, you know, when you're looking at the list right next to him, Joe Mixon below him at 7200 is another guy I have a lot of interest in. Yep. I mean, last week, I mean, granted, they ran like a ridiculous, I can't remember, they ran like 90 plays, something absolutely insane. Like, we're not going to see that many plays out of the Bengals again, but 27 rush attempts and nine targets for seven receptions. The, the, the knock is against Mixon has always been his involvement in the pass game. And for him to walk out week one with nine targets, catching seven balls is pretty insane. Like, you know, you'd like to see more than 21 points off of 27 attempts and nine targets but at the same time they seem to be using him a lot and now they get the Dallas Cowboys probably shell themselves at this point with Dak out I really have a tough time seeing the Cowboys really doing anything on offense so that would lead me to believe that you know the Bengals themselves could easily find themselves ahead in this game and just lean on him I believe the Bengals are at least a touchdown favorite at this point in time so I mean two guys back to back right next to each other Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon are two guys I'm heavily considering yeah, and you know personally, I think Mixon is more of the guy that you would fade in GPPs between him and um, Barkley, mm-hmm. just because like it, there's this narrative that everyone's gonna go off where the Bengals gotta be leading this game because Dak is out, but there's also like a very decent possibility that Cooper Rush holds his own, especially like early in the game, mm-hmm. and we saw Burrow through what four picks last yeah. week. So with with Burrow, technically, he was struggling last week. There was a lot of pressure on him. Uh, Cowboys defense isn't all that bad. So I could see a, a type of game flow here where it doesn't end up being a mix and smash. But obviously, like, it does make sense that he could. So he's the type of guy who could easily come out of this game with 100 yards and two touchdowns because of game flow. But um, because he doesn't really catch as many passes as some of these other higher-priced guys or even the, the mid-tier that we'll talk about, um, to me, I think Mixon is the easier fade in tournaments. Yeah, so you're saying that the nine targets, seven catches is, is a bit of an aberration. Yeah, I think it was a, a game flow thing because yeah. like in that game, like this game that we're talking about right now, we're expecting the Bengals to lead. So, so yeah, I follow he, for him to at that price and that ownership, seventy two hundred, probably like I don't know, twenty percent owned or so. Um, like if he gets eighty yards and one touchdown, he's a fail basically in tournaments for you. Like yep. you need him to have a hundred plus and two touchdowns because in that game flow, he's not getting seven catches. Makes sense. The last guy I want to mention, I, I think just based off the price and usage in week one, it's going to be Daryl Henderson. I feel like he's going to be a smash. Like I would, I mean, maybe Saquon might be the highest owned running back, but I expect Daryl Henderson to be right below him at this point. And that really just comes down to the fact that one, they're playing the Falcons and two, he's priced at 5,700. Cam Akers was an absolute non-factor. Even if Cam Akers gets some, some run again, it, it's quite clear that like they are preferring Daryl Henderson at this point in time. So, you know, I see Henderson 50 at, 
5,400, you know, 13 rushes, five targets, five catches. Like, you know, even if he gets that similar usage against the Falcons at 5,700, it, it seems like a pretty safe play to me where if you need to save some cash and you don't want to pay up for the Mixon or the Saquon or another guy we're going to be talking about, you know, he's a guy to really, you know, you can get up elsewhere by playing Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I think one thing that might be keep his ownership somewhat down is like Akers isn't hurt. Yep. Like Akers will still be there. So just be, we're basing this off of one week at this point in like 5,700 for Henderson. If Akers comes out and is the number yeah. one is way overpriced, you know? So I think that might keep some people off of him. Uh, it's going to be hard to not play him, but at the same time, like 5,700 for a running back who, if we get the role that he had last week, then it's a great price for him. Like there's a lot of guys that are a thousand dollars more expensive that have similar roles to that. So mm -hmm. that's where like, I, I think he's going to be pretty chalky. Um, those, those are going to be like the, the top three, but I mean, you could go up 1000 to Leonard Fournette off okay. of Henderson. So like of those four, cause I think, uh, Lenny's going to also be pretty popular of those four guys, which one would be out of the lineup for you? Um, if I could, I mean, you're talking about, if I could fit Fournette Mixon and Saquon in there, I would consider it. But like, I, there, there's some wide receivers I'm looking at right now that I don't think I'll be able to do that. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one a bit more. I think I'm playing Saquon for sure, and it'd be a, a, a toss-up between Mixon and Fournette at this point in time. Um, Fournette did practice limited in a limited fashion. I guess uh, he was kind of hobbled, but but again, 21 attempts from Fournette last week and two targets. It, it's a nice thing. They didn't really need to throw it, so I don't know. Maybe you've talked me into it. I'll probably end up going like Fournette and Barkley, and I'd be you know sitting Mixon and taking Henderson as of right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so too. Um, I think there's a big decision point at wide receiver that we'll talk about. But yeah, for me, like I'd like to. I think I would prefer to have Lenny. Uh, but if if I can't really find that thousand dollars, which when I was playing with lineups was somewhat difficult to do, then I don't know. I I, I mean Henderson's probably still the best under 6k mm -hmm. um are there any other guys under 6k that you were looking at um i'm taking a look down this list right now because I, I have some interest in uh a guy like chase edmonds i was about to say chase edmonds um, yeah, man. the usage was great the usage was great yeah and like 5200 he kind of he might have a better role than Henderson, honestly. Um, no, it's fair. As far as like percentage of touches and likelihood that he'll hold that. Um, so to me, like it is against Baltimore. Uh, we'll see if Miami wide receivers get chalky at all. Like I could see Tyreek get chalky and it could be some leverage off of that. But um, I played some Edmonds last week. Like I don't it was think fine. he'll fine. Didn't you. sink you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just didn't pass it as much because they, they didn't need to because it they was have just... a lot of options now. That's the thing. Yeah. So uh, he, he was one guy. There's not like a ton in the 5K range this week. That's also why uh, a guy like Henderson really sticks out. But what's your thoughts on Jeff Wilson Jr.? 
because with Eli Mitchell out, 5,100, going into the week, I expected to see like projections having him high and uh, ownership projecting high on him. He's only 5,100, but there's a lot of talk about the other running backs on that team, and they just assume that it's going to be some sort of committee. Uh, do you have any sort of interest in Jeff Wilson or not? Not too much. I'm not going to lie to you on that one. Um, you know, I just wouldn't – I know everyone talks about, like, oh, TDP was a healthy scratch. I mean, that was really just because he doesn't play special teams. Um, so, like, I just wouldn't be surprised if the end of this game everyone's like, oh, I should have picked up TDP or, oh, I should have picked up Jordan Mason. And, you know, I think if that's a stance someone wants to take of, of Jeff Wilson being that guy, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily talk you down off that ledge. It's just not really a direction that I want to go. Um, I think something kind of sneaky in that range in the fives that I have some interest in um, is looking at that New York Jets Cleveland game and both of the backs, uh, Michael Carter and Brees Hall being at 5,200. You know, it's a little higher than I want to see, but at the same time, Joe Flacco threw it 19 times to, to his running backs last week. Um, and, and frankly, and I, I, I like 60 over 60, times 59, 59 attempts, point. 59 attempts, 59 yeah. attempts, yeah. but still like, you know, that's, that's a third, that's like 30%, you know, target share going to the running backs, which is still substantially high. So I just like, I think to myself, like the Jets should probably throw, I don't know if 59 is going to happen again, but they're probably going to have to keep throwing like they did last time. The offensive line's in shambles. I think they're playing like fourth and fifth string guys at some of the tackle positions or one of the two tackle positions. He's got to get rid of that ball quick. I think there's a world where we see another like eight targets go to one of these two running backs. I don't know if I'm necessarily playing Brees Hall in my cash lineups. I, I don't think I can advocate for that confidently. But like, you know he has the home run speed. So I guess it wouldn't totally surprise me to see Brees Hall or Michael Carter have like a 20-plus point game in, on DraftKings this week. So something to keep an eye on. Again, I, I don't think I'm going to end up going in that direction, frankly. But at the same time, I think it's interesting and it's something to bring up. Yeah, I, I honestly think in that range my favorite play might end up being Rashad Penny uh he's it's the type of thing where like we saw last week that maybe the Seahawks aren't as bad as we thought they were Mm -hmm. and if they do have a lead they're likely going to run it a bunch we've we've seen Pete Carroll do that plenty of times and Penny's the guy and uh I like what I saw with him like you could see him getting like the comparison him to Mixon Mm-hmm. is he's 1800 cheaper but if he gets 80 yards and a touchdown then you're happy about it with him so didn't love that he wasn't super active in uh like a passive uh, passing game role but um not really sure if, if he's the type of guy that you expect too much of that i mean chris carson did perfectly fine when he would get you know 25 carries in a game so if lance and the 49ers struggle again in this game then I could I could see Penny being a pretty decent so, play there. My issue is I think Walker's back from his hernia this week, and I think there'd be an even split. That would kind of be you my. Think push. it'll just be straight. Even yep. Split? I I think Penny ran well, but like at the same time, like the, I don't know. I I, I guess like the, the argument that like oh they drafted Walker in the second they're going to use him. You can just literally look to Penny to say that's that you can debunk that. But I don't know. I I think Walker's a talented running back. Um, I think he's an easily one two down thumper. So. I, I think if Penny couldn't get done last week with, with like no one standing in his way with a talented back like Walker in the mix, it's just I have no interest whatsoever playing Penny in, in any format. So I'm, I'm, I'm not with you on that one. How about I think one of the better plays, especially if with 
those two low 7K running backs being pretty chalky. Um, well, one thing is this this could be the uh, least ownership you see on CMC on the year, but I think Nick Chubb is in a pretty good spot, and he's 7,100. I don't think a lot of people are necessarily going to look his way because you can just click on Mixon, who is very similar, and obviously with like Kareem Hunt there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're playing the Jets, and it's Nick Chubb. We've seen him have 180-yard multi-touchdown games plenty of times. Um, I'm probably going to try to sprinkle in some Chubb. It's fair. Uh, it's, but, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Jets. They're going to run. Like, Hunt's not going to score two touchdowns every week and Chubb zero. So, I mean, like, I I, I like the Chubb call. It's just he's 7,100. So, you know, I didn't, my, I think it's a good pivot from if you don't go to Saquon or you don't go to Mixon. Like, if you can find your way to, to Nick Chubb at 7,100, he's going to be lower owned. Yep. I mean, it's a bit of a riskier move because we know he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Um at really at all like it's kind of unfortunate i wish they, like, he's a good pass catcher too like you just hate to see it but i could see i could see chubb sneaking his way in there if i wanted to but like it as of right now i'm probably going mixing and uh i'd rather go mixing and Fournette over oh Nick this chubb. is i'm talking non-cash but yeah that um, makes sense chubb's probably a great gpp play great. because people aren't going to click on him it. yeah people aren't going to click on him man yeah. anyways we've talked about some running backs so i asked you for your pool of five running backs um who would it be and if you we haven't talked about him yet Go ahead. Yeah, um, Saquon, Mixon, Henderson, uh, Lenny, Lenny Fournette. I, another guy I have some interest in is Rex Burkhead. Of course, he's just forty nine hundred cheap, and like he could, he's gonna have one he three X. this year with like eight to ten catches. Yeah. He's gonna th- um, he get three X pretty easy for you. It's a, it's a safe move in cash if you need the money. I could see it. Yeah, um, but then yeah, I think I think Chubb would be my other probably going to be paying up uh, at running back this week just because like uh, there's a lot more cheap plays at wide receiver that i can talk myself into than running back wide receiver moving along i mean so i talked about car and i think a lot of the reason i like cars because Devonta adams is at 8600 and he just absolutely took over last week like something like a ridiculous like 50 percent target he's a Devonta adams that we saw in green bay Nothing's really changed. I think people were a little down on him in a redraft, and I, I'm I'm surprised to see his price in a soft matchup like the Arizona Cardinals with a high over under at 86. I mean, is it going to be a very highly owned stack that the, the Derek Carr and Devonta Adams like absolutely, but at the same time, like I, it's still pretty damn affordable to try to you know if you go Daryl Henderson, it's pretty easy to get to Devonta Adams and Carr. Yeah, uh, it it's possible to get there. I, as I mentioned earlier, this is the big decision point on the whole slate really like especially with cash because if you go Devante, you can't really do the lenny lineup um unless you just do mm-hmm. like min a min cat or min player at one of these other positions but yeah to me like he's in a great spot there's not a ton of great wide receiver plays on this slate um there is cooper cup but he's 1300 more expensive so I don't think you're going to get any sort of cheap Cooper Cup this year. No, no, um, no. It's staying then here. Then he jumps again. Like, Jamar Chase is interesting if Higgins were to not be able to play because of the concussion protocol. Um, but if Higgins is in, why not just pay up for Devontae at that point? So, yeah, I mean, Devontae seems like he's in just such a great spot and – Still, he's under 9K. He's probably 
going to be over 9k next week just because of what kind of ownership is going to be on him yep that's exactly it i'll turn it over to you, you got another wide receiver you like yeah i mentioned earlier like i like uh terry kale he had 12 targets in 7100 uh he it's pretty damn cheap for tyreek hill i'm probably gonna play some tua stacks uh okay him, I mean, Tyreek and Waddle seem like they're going to just be the guys uh, with Tua, and that could be one of those games that ends up getting there for you as far as like fantasy points. Like a mm-hmm. lot of the players in that game, uh, it's very tight. Like you know where the fan- fantasy points are going Correct. in that yeah. entire game. It's a narrow, so it's narrow easy tree. To stack it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on both sides, like the other side, you either go Andrews or Bateman. Now, now you could go to Duvernay. Like Duvernay is getting <laughs> I'm his. I'm not doing it. I'm um, not doing it, man. I, it's but, fool's gold there. I'm telling you. But yeah, I mean Duvernay was like a great waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, I don't know if you want to chase him in DFS. He might be overowned because of what happened last week. But um, yeah, on that upper end, like him or or uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think like Evans didn't practice today, and like nor did Julio. Something to monitor there. I mean, I, yeah, I, those are like the type of guys who like don't need practice. Like, I mean, you're right. Julio's you're right. probably never going to practice on a Wednesday all year. No, that's, that's a fact. I mean, that's why I'm like, I don't. Any time any doesn't practice, I mean, anyone doesn't practice on a Wednesday, it's like you got to throw it out. But Thursday is when you can at least start questioning things. I guess you just smash Gage. I mean, I'd be interested in Gage if. I mean, obviously, I'd be interested in Gage if we see Evans and Julio out. But like, Gage is only forty eight hundred. It. If Evans and Julio and Godwin are all out and Gage is forty eight hundred, I mean, you got to the entire the entire formula completely changes because you you have to play Gage in that scenario at forty eight hundred. But I mean, I I'm not expecting them to both be out. Um, another guy that I I can't seem to want I I keep wanting to click his name, Lou, and it's gonna be Curtis Samuel at forty six hundred. Yeah, eleven targets, eleven targets, and four rushing attempts. I mean, let's say it goes down a bit, but still, it's like they clearly want to use him. Evo roll. Yeah, exactly. I mean, former first-round pick. He's, he was brought over by the former coach. He's healthy now, and he absolutely tore it up. And he gets the Detroit Lions. Like, we, we we talk about this all the time. Like, the situation is just great. And I see Curtis Samuel at 4,600. You know, and when, I, when we talk about those running backs I want to jam in there, when we talk about Devontae Adams, he's just a guy that seems to, like, kind of fit that build of the lineup that I'm, I'm trending towards. Um, it's really just like when I look at the the raw usage and, and the raw opportunity that's going to be there. Like, yeah, sure, he doesn't get 11 targets, but he gets seven or eight targets, um, and he sees two or three carries. Like, yeah, 4,600 against the Lions, like, sign me up. So Curtis Samuel's a guy that I, I just can't seem to get get away from at this point in time. Yeah, I and like, I probably won't play Samuel in cash, but like, I get it if you do kind of thing. Um, a lot of these just cheap guys that get steamed. I mean, we saw it last week, like, Dotson and Randall Cobb, people are talking about like playing as the cheap wide receivers. And the thing about cheap wide receivers is a lot of the time they're just going to fail. Um, 4,600 is, is like a decent price um, for Samuel. Like he's not over 5k. That's about the line for me mm-hmm. when it becomes, you have to like think about it a little more. Mm-hmm. So I think he's, he's fine. If he comes out of the game with like four or five, catches four or five targets even uh because he seems like he'll get a few uh carries along the way in each of these games so 
he has a decent floor, so um, I don't hate it. Like I think it's a, a decent play. What other wide receiver you got from who you digging? Yeah, because uh, a lot of people, it seems like the the chalk build is going to have Dorch. Like if you play at thirty five hundred, yeah, yeah. Pe- the way that people are going to go cheap is with Dorch after his first game. Also. I mean, he literally correlates with Adams uh, in that game. So it's so, pretty easy to do. Like, I think a lot of people will do that. That's probably going to be one of the chalky builds, like jamming Adams by playing Dorch. Uh, because of that, however, one of my favorite wide receiver plays this week is Marquise Brown. Bounce back. He's Love to see 6, it. 6,200. And that game environment is great. If, if people are going to go to Dorch as the bring back option, like instead, like I'm going to see how I can fit something along the lines of Kyler Adams, Marquise Brown. Mm, uh, okay. I, that's probably the lineup where I get off of Mixon and play one of these, one of those like Jeff Wilson or um, one of the other Edmonds running backs. Yep. Yeah. Or, or that's a Burkhead team probably because mm-hmm. it's going to get a little cheaper, but um yeah, a lot of people, it, it seems like a somewhat gross, but probably go there, uh, Brandon Cooks at 6K. Um, yeah, I expect him to be, be pretty, pretty highly popular on. Yeah, in cash. for sure, for sure. I, another reason why I don't think people will click on uh, Marquise Brown. So, to me, I'm trying to do Brown. How, what What's your thoughts on your boy, Deontay Johnson, at 5,800? God, man, like the targets were there. Brown you love to see right? it. The problem is, Mitch, like, I just could see this being, like, an extremely ugly game, like the Patriots and the Steelers, where there's just not much fantasy excitement coming out of this. He'll probably get his targets. I'm just looking elsewhere at 5,800. Like, I I could easily find, I think I can find the money to go from 5,800 to 62 to Marquise Brown. I mean, I think one of my biggest issues with Deontay at 58 is, like, Jerry Judy's at 56. Like, I think I'd rather have Judy at cost when we're talking about that. I mean... And then if you want to talk about another thing that I'm interested in is, you know, let's say these pass catchers end up healthy for the Bucks. I think there's a world where I kind of like Julio Jones in this game. Um, you know, Mike, like, you know how this goes. Like, the narrative, Mike Evan and Marshawn Lattimore, he pretty much is it's his dad, man. That's his dad. Like, Evans doesn't get anything done against Marshawn Lattimore. And if Julio's playing, he looked pretty, looked pretty good last week. So, like... I have some interest in Julio at 55. Like it, I don't think he's going to end up being in any of my lineups, but like we're talking about that range. <sighs> I don't I know. about the Lattimore thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like he usually locks Evans down, so he's got to look elsewhere. So Maybe I don't know. Evans just doesn't play. And he, yeah. I mean, he, that's he, another he, thing. There's a, lot, there, there's a lot up in the air for the Bucks right now. So I guess <laughs> Maybe I, I, the I, Bucks I struggle in this game. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's another Could thing. It's a slow consider. game. Like Saints like to play slow a lot, too. Yeah. I mean,. I'm not too sure. I mean, same range. I feel like we do got to talk about Christian Kirk and his 12 targets. Yeah, I will be playing Kirk. I, I, right now I'm thinking of um, like what sort of tournament lineups I want to play, and the Tua, the Tua stack interests me, and then uh, Lawrence with Kirk interests me a lot. Uh, interested me a lot more when uh, Pittman a couple days ago before this like injury mm-hmm. concern with Pittman. Uh, if Pittman is out, I think that is another big decision point on the slate because then it kind of seems like someone like Paris Campbell could be a good play. 
or, oh. or pick up ownership. Or uh, Alec Pierce. I don't what really would you know. Do if Pittman was out, I, I thought Pierce is also injured. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I probably, I mean, if if Pittman's out, I mean, I don't. I probably, I don't know if I'm going all the way up to JT. I'm probably just avoiding that situation entirely. Um, yeah, I but, don't think you can do JT per no, se. Yeah, but I also want to like we're talking about cheap wide receivers. Like I like Zay Jones, man. Talking about like T like a sneaky T Law stack, you, you can get T Law, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk for for pretty damn cheap. I mean, T Law had two seventy five passing last week. It's it's not like he's throwing it one fifty in games. Like he yeah. he can still put up the numbers. Yeah, and and Zay Jones he had nine targets, six catches, sixty five yards. Like didn't light the world on fire, but he had three red zone targets. Um, you know, could be a fluke, could not be a fluke, but forty. I like there, there's a world where I think like I could see myself wanting to double stack. T. Law, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk, um, and you can fit a lot of players when you go that route. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's pretty solid. Like, uh, I like a lot of the five K wide receivers more than running back. Uh, it's somewhat interesting. Like, it, generally in tournaments, I like to put uh, a wide receiver in, plug them into um, the flex spot. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably do that this week because I, I do prefer a lot of those 5K wide receivers over pretty much anyone besides Henderson, even Henderson in a tournament. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll probably be going there. Are there any other like cheap guys that you had interest in? Um, we already kind of talked about. I mean, going back to Dotson, thing, like, going back to Dotson at 4,200, I think is something I, I yeah. could, I could be talked into. Um, I think like, I don't know if he like is a, cheap guy technically but sterling shepherd man like he might be the last man standing there for that giants team yeah. like it re- he really did it all on one long touchdown last week but like there's a lot to like about what he's done when he's on the field so like i mean 49 is a little bit more than i wanted to see so i'll be honest like i i guess i just want to say sterling shepherd's name on the record i'm probably not playing him because he's a little more expensive yeah. than i wanted him to be but i think i, I talked about curtis samuel we talked about dotson you know who people George. might not be playing much of, but honestly, like should, hmm. is uh, Hunter Renfro. Like it in game in. I can see it in I times like it. this, where it's very likely Car Adams. You go into a, a tournament with Car Adams, you better have some good other stuff in your lineup because you're not the only one doing that. Then, maybe like in small fields tournaments like that, you go Car with Renfro and Waller. Like you, you just just pivot okay, off of not, DA. not play. Yeah, Adams, but you're still saying that game is going to sort of go off. So I think that's how I'd play it in in tournaments there. But like, I feel like there's not going to be a ton of ownership on Renfro because people just see him as so far down on the totem pole. But 5,500, he doesn't have to even score a touchdown uh, to really get there. So I could see he could have like you know seven, eight catches for. 75 yards or whatever and, and still be pretty decent in some of your lineups. So um, I think Henfro is, would be on my list as far as like making more, more lineups, probably not cash, but uh, yep. like a longer list. All right. Let's give give me the, uh, the pool of five wide receivers. You're most interested in Lou before we go over to tight ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say with, with Adams, uh, Adams, Tyreek, We'll go with uh, – we didn't talk about Michael Thomas, but I do like him for, for that price. Mm-hmm. I'll say uh, Marquise Brown. Greg Dorch is 
probably just play him in cash if his owner if he becomes like this is the cash play um then i probably just would avoid him in tournaments and just play marquise brown Mm -hmm. um and then christian kirk love it going over to the tight end position lou what you looking at yeah so kelsey obviously playing on thursday night game he won't be there so to me like mark andrews kind of stands out as if you're going to pay up if you have money to do it you Mm -hmm. play mark andrews the chalkier guys are going to be albert o and tyler higby uh for a little cheaper i don't really love to go to albert o like he he played a lot of snaps but just this they have so many tight ends in Denver, and I'm just concerned about how many targets he'll get in these games consistently, and even in the red zone. Like Russell Wilson just will throw it to his tight end too, like whoever. That's just what he does. Yeah, he draws um, it up. Yeah. So I think I would prefer Higby. I'm trying to get Higby. So going, that's where the for me it might be harder to fit Lenny because this is one decision point that I think I'm going to go up to Higby. Higby had a, a pretty solid um pretty solid game of uh, for usage and 4200 on the Rams like that's a good offense to be on and um what do, what do you think about Waller cuz everyone is I think if we're fading DA Adams. if we're fading DA I think if I don't have Devonta Adams in my lineup I'm probably going to end cash? up going Waller yeah in cash so if, so if you can't get up to or you don't like the build with like Adams Dorch you yeah. prefer to go with like I don't know like Judy and like two like Judy and Kirk let's say or Hollywood Waller or something yeah 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 to get Waller yeah, yeah but I, I, I think there's a cheap kind of for Waller like we've seen this guy get like 12 catch games like he can have a monster game you never know if someone gets hurt then uh the target like really concentrates to him uh you know Carr has the familiarity with him so i mean waller might be even a better play than andrews so there that reason there's there's a stone men guy that i i did it last week with bellinger oh man and it it burned me i got zero but there's a stone men guy that i i feel like i'm going do you know who it is uh, is it Juwan Johnson? It's Juwan Johnson. Yes, it's Juwan Johnson. Okay, so, I mean, I just look at it this way. Like, he, he ran 32 freaking routes last week. I mean, that's top 10 in routes for tight ends on the week. Five targets yeah. is nothing to stick your nose up at. I mean, I, cost, though. exactly. It's just, it's he, he's getting, he's running routes and he's getting targets and he's 2,500. And, like, sometimes that's all I care about. Like, he could literally do exactly what he did last week where he just like i play him for 2500 he gets me 6.2 6.3 dk points for two catches for 43 yards and i'm great i'm happy you know i'm able to save my money so like i think there's a world like if i'm not going up to the andrews or the wallers of the worlds that i just like shift straight down to juan johnson um and play him at 2500 and that, that opens up a lot a lot of play for me especially because i think there's a lot of super cheap defenses i mean i'll be at chalk that you can get into so you like you can get out of the, your defense you can play like your defense and a tight end where i think are both are decent plays for 5k so i think it just opens up a lot for the rest of the spots yeah yeah i could see it um him getting some ownership he kind of came out of nowhere as part of that too he did i mean um, he had some some there was some last year where, like, you kind of saw it. We were like, okay, he's he's a pass catching tight end, but 
I mean, it's the routes, man. Like, I, I just, I can't get away from, like, seeing that they had this dude run 32 pass routes with five. And then he wasn't just running wind sprints. I mean, five targets, yeah. again, is, like, solid. So, I'm like, you know, they're, they're, they're dogs again playing against the Buccaneers. We talked that the Bucs could struggle. Like, that's very likely something to monitor. But, I mean, if Evans is a go and Julio is a go, you got to think the Bucs are going to find a way to score points on the Saints. So, I don't know. Juwan Johnson, to me, if I'm not paying up for Wall or, or Andrews, I'm just jumping all the way down to the Stone Men 2,500 Juwan Johnson. Yeah, and I would say that Logan Thomas, thirty four hundred. Yes, I'm also right another tire. like decent cheap play that I'd look at. This is just what happens at tight ends. It, it's kind of it's kind of weird where you just don't want to really play. Like Hawkinson, forty seven hundred. Schultz, fifty two hundred. Like no interest. zero interest in either of those because of their price points. Like they're just so much up and down. Like no fan is four K. Like it. Just some of these guys are just so. If you want to call it mispriced, like maybe it's not that mispriced, but even like Kyle Pitts is fifty four hundred. I don't have a ton of interest there, but we know that he does have a pretty good ceiling when that pops up. And this is a week where not a lot of people are going to be clicking that name, so um, that's just to keep in mind. But Hawkinson, what's your take on him as someone out there in Detroit? Like he's kind of always been in this forty five hundred to five k range, and Sometimes he'll get peppered with targets, but he doesn't really have like monster games either. Like, do you have any interest in him in that game? No, I don't. Like, you know, four, what do you have? Four for 38, seven targets last week. I just can't do it, man. Like, there's just too many targets out there, like between Swift, you know, Jamal Williams, between Amon Ross St. Brown and Shark, even Josh Reynolds getting a couple targets. Like, it's just, they they spread the ball around. I think he's just a better real life football player than he is a fantasy guy. And, you know, he's just always too expensive. Like, he's priced in that middle range. Like, you know, if I've he came down a bit and was priced in the Albert, Albertos, like the 38s or maybe even like 4K, you know, I think there'd be some consideration. But like 4,700, the ceiling just isn't there. And I, I just can't, I just need that money elsewhere. So it's just, it's not something I'm considering is Hawkinson this week. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. It, it was the type of thing where, like, I probably wouldn't play him. But he's just kind of in that weird range. It was like in drafts, too. He was just in that weird range where you're like, am I overpaying for a tight end right now who isn't the top tier? He's in a weird like tier at tight end where it's a position where if you're not consistently getting touchdowns, then you're kind of just like not as sexy as of a pick. So mm-hmm. probably will stay, avoid it and just go down to Higby if I'm in that range. All right, so give me the pool of tight ends, and if there's someone we haven't talked about, let's finish it out. Yeah, Waller, Higby. I'll, I'll put in Jawan there. Like, I wasn't necessarily considering him, but I think I would rather play like, – this is something Levitan always talks about, like punting tight end. I, I think I would rather play Juwan than Dortch, honestly. And yeah. going from Higby down to – down to uh Juwan means Dorch up to a 5k uh, yeah. wide receiver. So like that that is a big upgrade. So yeah. I'll probably look to do that. Love it, Lou. All right, let's finish it out here defense special teams. I mean it, it's really tough for us to I mean the Bengals are I mean I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals have like 40% ownership <laughs> in, in cash games this week. Like I know that sounds ridiculous, but like the fact that they're twenty two hundred, they're like so obvious. Yeah, this week. it's just yeah. twenty two hundred. They're playing against Cooper Rush. Like, I mean, like it's just like in cash games. Like 
It's it, obviously a probably not. You can't play the Bengals. It's almost a free square yeah. in cash. Yeah. I mean, 2,200, like, against Cooper Rush, like, Jesus Christ, like, like, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, I play the, I play the Bengals at 2,200. I play Juwan Johnson. That's $4,700 locked down on my defensive special teams. They both give me five points, and I'm ecstatic in cash games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really hard to get off of the Bengals, even in tournaments. Like, I could see some of those top players with 150 lineups are just 100% Bengals. Because the thing is, if, if the Bengals come out of this game with, like, 15 fantasy points, you like, literally need them in some yeah. of these heads up, unless you have a defense that ended up getting, like, a touchdown or something. But, I mean, beyond that, Browns are, are 3,700. They're, they're, like, pretty expensive. They have a good – they're in a good spot. But I think Patriots at 2,900 would be where I would go. Yeah, um, I can see that much. going. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough because like, I think that game's going to be low scoring. I mean, it's – I mean, the Steelers – t- I think the Steelers at 20 – Jets may – I like – I mean, I'll, I'll be frank. I, can, I think I might like the Steelers more at 2,800 than the Pats at 29. Steelers straight up. defense looked good last week. Yes, they did. That's what I'm saying. They looked really good. I mean, they they gave Joe Burrow fits in that retooled offensive line. I mean – We picked them up in that FFPC team. Yeah, I mean, shit, man, they, they look good. So, I mean, I could see going. I mean, it's just like I could see going Steelers, but like it's like at the same time, like twenty nine for the Pats, 20, 28 for the Steelers. You could also just get the Bengals and save yourself six, seven hundred bucks. I mean, I mean, I wish we could have more conversation here, but I mean, at the same time, it's to me, it's just kind of like it's you're in cash. It's like you have to play the Bengals, and that you just move yeah. along. I th- I think it is a pretty decent play in uh, tournaments if you're going to like. A lot of uh, we don't always get all of the low price uh, defenses being like good plays, but I do think the Jets are a good pivot off um, facing the Browns, who I mean, it's Jacoby Brissett and the Jaguars 2300. If the Colts don't have Pittman, they could struggle a little bit on offense. Um, mm-hmm. That one's not even that's not even a terrible play. Uh, so to me, it's like you can kind of go to the other ones around it. Even the Texans, like, yeah, Russell Wilson didn't look all that great on Monday night. So yeah, maybe they, I, they can't score that much, and and the gosh, Texans man. like end up being okay. The only issue with that is they, they had two fumbles on the goal line, one by Melvin Gordon and one by Javante. Both running backs. Yeah, and then also I I don't I I was one of the tight ends. Like I think it was like my even like Beck? Saubert, Becker Saubert, where he caught a touchdown in the in the end zone and like had he literally had like one size shoe smaller it would have been a touchdown like that's how close it was on the white line so i mean like i i i'm 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 actually i've i bet the Bengals minus nine and a half um i think it moved to 10 but like on monday i bet a minus nine and a half i just think that too many things went went against them there was some juju going on there with like the seahawks but like i i'm 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 in on the Bengals on the broncos bounce back offense this week um not so much that i'm gonna sit here and like like advocate playing for my Broncos and my cash lineup. Like I'm not there, but I'm talking about overall, you know, through the week, you know, I I think the Broncos are in a bounce back spot offensively. Judy, Judy and Javante are probably the guys I'm most interested in, Mm -hmm. in that like Albert. O, I think it's just going to get too owned for what I'm expecting from him. And at at tight end, that's an easy spot to, to switch off to something else that probably Mm -hmm. has very similar projections. At, from like a medium standpoint so yeah to me that uh, do you have any other ones like um i think cowboys plus 10 and a half 
could be like sneakily a decent no. bet. Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, that line has gotten got far for maybe yeah. Cooper Cup just isn't that bad. Like he could just be a, a game manager. Like he doesn't have to be great. Cup? But I mean, it, their defense could end up with a touchdown. Like th- there's easy ways to to make that number up, and you could get the overreaction from people just being like, oh, Bengals are going to smash where Bengals didn't have all no, that great of a game week one. Yeah. Don't got much else. Let's close things out here, Lou. Final thoughts. Anything. Or were those the final thoughts? Yeah, I guess those were the final thoughts. It's like, right, maybe, maybe the Bengals aren't all that great. <laughs> all right. Where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find your work, man? At Lucky underscore Lou Dog. I work over at Lucky Trader. We do a bunch of, I've been doing a lot more with uh, NFL stuff recently, so Hit me up if you have any questions. Be right. willing to help. All right, you can find me on Twitter at FFTylero. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.